This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You might be as experienced as any college basketball player because you've played with some NBA guys now and had an NCAA tournament team last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. the losing streak this year and the losing streak when you were a freshman. You've kind of seen it all. Do you feel yeah. seasoned and experienced? <laughs> I definitely feel seasoned at this point. At this point. Um, uh, just like it's just really crazy to think back to like not even my freshman year, even before that when I first got on campus and I was like, I was kind of there for the Pac-12 season of the year before me. And just thinking that that's all been a part of the same experience at UW is just kind of like hard to wrap my head around sometimes, like feels so long ago at the same time it doesn't. But yeah, definitely it's kind of hard to put, like wrap the whole experience into the same thing. Hey, uh, how old again were you when you first signed here, and what were the reasons that you picked this school? Because at, at the time you were looking at Pittsburgh, right? And uh, what's another school? Yeah, that's, a, that's going a while back now. Um, yeah, no, I was. I think in my my second last year of high school, which is year twelve in New Zealand, um, uh, Jamie Dixon was like talking to me and stuff, and that was the first kind of like real face to face interaction I'd had with the college coach. And then, but I didn't. I wanted to finish high school, so I stayed that extra year. And then, uh, Coach Rowe, that was when Coach Roma reached out to Mark Dickel, which was my coach at the time in New Zealand. And yeah, just kind of went from there. And when Coach Rowe first got in touch, I was 17. Okay. And had you been here before you signed, or did you come for a visit first? No. Uh, I think it was kind of like a testament to how kind of new that whole process was to the people in my circle uh, at the time in terms like America was just such a foreign concept to me at the time like I didn't know I hadn't heard of Seattle let alone University of Washington you so, had not heard of Seattle nope it was a new word to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah so and then like because obviously because Mark my coach he played at UNLV so he was like more privy to the whole college scene and stuff as a player so he heard, you know, Washington was interested, and he came out to me all excited for me, saying, oh, uh, University of Washington wants to talk to you. And I was like, who? Like, no, there's no clue. But, um, and so, yeah, so I ended up talking to Coach Rowe, and I just, me and him really connected at the, at the time, and I just could really get a sense of how genuine of a person he was. Uh, and, you know, that was one thing that I had, I you know, I'd reached out to people, you know, that I could, who I figured would know more about the subject than I did, which wasn't hard to be fair. But um, a lot of things they just said is like, you know, it's a, at the end of the day, it, it is a business, but you, you will find people that are genuine and care about you as a person off the court just as much, if not more, than on the court. And I think that was something that I really wanted to find and I feel like I had 
you know, I made that connection with Coach Rowe. So that was a big part in uh, me going with him. So it was not a dream of like a young Sam Timmons at 10 years old to go to a university or anything like that? No, no, at that time I wanted to be an All Black and play rugby. I'm sorry. Uh, All Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, the, the basketball scene kind of just kind of happened later in life. I ended up just playing it with some of my mates and it was fun and I just kind of ended up falling in love with it and enjoying it more than rugby and that was the path I went with later on and then even after I chose basketball I didn't realise America was even like a, a way you could go until my coach kind of told me about it and I was like oh yeah let's do that so it wasn't I feel like yeah a lot of kids kind of grow up with that being their dream the whole way when that wasn't really me but at the same time it was just as surreal of an, of an experience to kind of get over here. So when did you when did you see Seattle for the first time and what was kind of your first impressions of this place of the city? Um, it was so I yeah so as I was kind of saying before um, I had committed here before my visit yeah. and um, like even even if I was still going to go here it would have been nice to go get shown around four other cities for free I would have taken that but um, no I, so when I got here it was me and my dad in December 2015 and we were both just like wide-eyed the whole time looking around I couldn't believe that this was a university facility because you know university sports is barely even a thing in New Zealand let alone the scale it is over here um, and like going through all the facilities and all the staff and the academic staff and walking through campus it was just like and to to come halfway across the world and then have two days to experience it and then go back it was just my mind was just whirring the whole, whole time, and I feel like I was yeah. It was a very like overwhelming experience. It was now, exciting, obviously. Now that you played uh, Division One basketball here, can you see yourself playing professionally and internationally somewhere? Would you want to pursue that? I I still love the game of basketball just as much as I did when I first got here, and I want to keep playing it until I can't anymore. So I'll definitely be trying to do that. Has your dad made any requests for Friday? <laughs> no, he hasn't yet, but he gets in tomorrow, so if he has any, I'm sure he he won't hold back. Did you ever think about leaving when Coach Romar decided, or was let go from Washington? Um, I, I didn't personally, because another big uh, kind of thing that I wanted to come here for was, you know, historically, both with Otago, the region that I played for at home, and the Otago Boys High School, the high school I played for, when I got there, it was, you know, we were definitely like, Underdogs and probably you know not really considered as contenders for any sort of like genuine success, and you know I just you know I was able to be a part of a whole bunch of great players in both of those organisations that ended up you know winning national titles and stuff, and it was just I feel like it's just there isn't a better feeling than being a part of turning it around. So I think that aspect hadn't changed regardless of you know who the coach was. So I no, I. I didn't ever really consider leaving. Couple yeah. more guys. You know, in these past four years, just just a, a few highlights for you have been. Um, definitely that one where Dad asked for a reverse, and I managed to get that. I, I honestly myself can't remember where that came from. Uh, and then, obviously, winning last year was a great experience, especially with the guys that we all went through it in the freshman year, and then to have that experience was great. But then also just all the relationships I've been able to make with people from all parts of the world I wouldn't have been able to if I hadn't come here is probably more special than any of it really. 
How do you feel like you've changed the most from the time that you got here until now, senior? Man, I was worried about that, Christian. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cry. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like, it's hard to, because I feel like there's just been so many positive influences, you know, basketball-wise, as a person, as, you know, uh, being able to help other people, all that sort of things. It's, I feel like to mention one would kind of be a discredit to any of the others, and I think, yeah, I think that in itself is kind of a testament to how I feel about my growth over my time here. It's just in all aspects, it's gotten better. One more. You have a degree yet? Huh? You got your degree yet? No, but I'm only taking one class at the moment, <laughs> and that's all I need to get it. So I'm making sure I get that lockdown. I've got kind of a related question to what you do. Um, Jalen Noel has just gone back up to the NBA. Yep. He's been shuttling this year. Yep. Did um, do you watch his progress and did? You have any input on what he decided last year? Uh, you know, we had we had spoken to the family, talked to J- uh, Jalen, and you know, um, they decided to go. And uh, I'm I'm big believer in making your dreams come true. And Pac-12 Player of the Year, and uh, just you know, it, it was his dream. And so we were so proud of him and excited for him. And uh, sometimes it's hard to make those decisions, but uh, you know. They felt that was the best decision, and to see him play in the NBA and make his dream come true when he was here for the the All Star break, I said, "Your dream's coming true." He says, "Coach, man, it's unbelievable. My dreams are coming true," and so that puts a big smile on our face and their family. It's it's awesome. So, do you typically play an advisor role because you might have a couple more? Players? Sometimes I think it's just one of those things just to communicate like where they're at, uh, what uh, you know feedback you get uh, when you put your name in. You you get feedback from the NBA, and you just take them through the process. Um, and so, um, you know, like anything, most of the time it's a family decision, and uh, you're just there to, to give input on uh, where you stand on college and in pros. Looking at film from the Cal game versus looking at film from the Stanford game, what were the differences? Uh, geez. Um, I thought the ball movement against Cal was, you know, you know it was really good later in the, in the end of the first half. You know, and you made some shots. Uh, we got some better open shots. Amir got hot. You know, Raekwon got it in transition. J-Mac had five assists early. You know, the ball, the ball was popping. Uh, and it all started with our defense. I felt like our defense at Stanford, there was too many holes in it. Uh, I didn't feel like it was as good as it needed to be against them. Um, and uh, I thought that was the biggest difference because sometimes your best offense comes out of your defense. And... We were able to get in rhythm, get in transition, and when we got in transition, we made some open shots. And it sounds so simple, but it's really true. You know, you're always going back and seeing how many, you know, do we get good shots, do we get bad shots. I felt like against Stanford, we took a lot of one-on-one contested shots late, and you're not never going to shoot good percentages with that. Hey, uh, just how is the defense dif- different with Isaiah on the wing as opposed to being? It's different. Uh, you know, Isaiah is, is he's so uh, disciplined on certain things, and so when we say, uh, you know, in, in the defense for the forward, it's a different responsibility, and he takes it. He takes a lot of pride on that, and it, we also become really big. Uh, you know, when you have uh, Sammy and him in the game, um, Jaden, you're, you're big along the front line. You've got good rim protection and. You know, Sammy knows the defense so well that he knows how to get to the corner. He knows some of the reads where some of the younger guys, you know, sometimes there's some delays there. Uh, and so, um, 
that came out of the Stanford game because we didn't get couldn't play Hamir and we couldn't play Nate. I think that's another thing. I think the importance of a guy like Hamir Wright. A lot of people were down on him beginning of the year he's shooting over 40 percent in the Pac-12 and I think having that stretch for someone who can space the floor and still give you size on the defensive end is huge him making those early shots I thought was was huge for us you see uh, guys through their careers like Sam who get to the finish line and you just light bulb comes on they do all these heroic things in like their last two or three home games I you know um, yeah Sammy is a guy uh, obviously loyal Stayed with us when he could have left. Uh, won a lot of games for us. I can always remember the Kansas game and you know uh, the celebration and what he did. Uh, you know, helping us win there, helped us win a lot of games that year at USC that year. Uh, had a reverse dunk. He had so many great moments. Um, uh, last year, I can remember going into the UCLA game and uh, Coach Dollard worked on him on taking this charge because this certain player was going to go this certain way and read it. And Sammy got it. And, the place just boomed like it was like a, a nuclear bomb went off in that arena. And, uh, you know, seeing him right now, the around the back pass and, and, and playing with a lot of confidence um, and getting the opportunity, I think that's a big part of it. You know, he's, he's gotten an opportunity now where the coaching staff, we believe that we can play two bigs together and Isaiah out there. And you've seen some results there. And um, so, yeah, Sammy's a guy who just needs that, that, that confidence that sometimes a player like myself, I would always do what a little bit. But once you see that consistency and that spark like you're seeing now, it only helps us, gets the crowd involved, and it uh, brings positive energy in the building for sure. Fan favorite, right? How important is it for a program to have, going back to players like Joe uh, Noel, and also having Sam, just different guys that may be one and done, but guys that stay four years. How important is that for a program? I think it's important to have guys that, um, you know, it's it's um, and all our guys. It's all about the team. That's the thing that makes Sammy special. Uh, sacrifice for the team. What does the team need? Even if it might be less minutes for him and more minutes for somebody else, he's always been team, team, team. And when you have, you know, when you want to have greatness in a program, you got to play for something greater than yourself. Sammy doesn't necessarily like he actually not only does it, but actually believes in it, and then his actions show that and uh, makes him a great leader, makes him a great representative of, of what we do, and it's a guy who also pushes the culture forward in terms of the way it should be done with the winning teams, and uh, he's been a, he's been incredible for us. How's Marcus changed or improved since he burned his red shirt today? That's a good question. I think the biggest thing is in a basketball sense, I think it's it's now he's getting he's got so many game reps that what's a good shot and what's a bad shot. I think when when young players play and team the pressure starts to come, you end up going into high school mode, which you end up doing what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go make the play. I think he's showed a lot of poise. Uh, um, he's understanding what a good shot and a bad shot for this team is. He's shooting exceptionally from the three point line. Um, and, and sometimes he'll force it a little bit, but his ability to score at the end of shot clock, I think, is really good for us. Um, he's improved defensively, and he knows our offense better. You know, when you have, it's funny, uh, we talked about the year before with our guys. I could not run a play that we, we, we have in our playbook. I, had, I didn't run it for like a month and a half, and we're in a game, and I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll make up a name, like box curl. And those guys get right into it, and they run it. 
with young guys, you could draw something up and go there. And they'd be like, where, where am I supposed to be? And so the, simpl- the simplification becomes different, right? There's less you can run, but you have to run those better. And Marcus has really improved on that. And so, you know, and that's only you can get from experience. Um, so I've seen a lot of improvement there and, you know, still has a long way to go, but really, really proud of them. What do you guys need to do better against the Cougs this time, defensively? You got to find C.J. Ellaby. I don't think that's a that's a you know that's a uh, he's he's a one of the best players in the league. Uh, local kid. He's he's had some great games against us last year. He had 28 here or 26. Uh, he had a big game against us down there. We've got to do a better job. You know, scores are always going to score their points. You just got to make sure that they shoot less percentages. And uh, you know they they did a good job on the glass. We got to rebound better. Uh, those guys went really hard to the glass. Got some extra baskets. Um, and so, you know, it'll be a great test. You know, they're a good team. Kyle Smith has done an incredible job. It's been great for our league, um, which I'm, I'm so proud of, you know, saying that I coach in the Pac-12, seeing what the league is doing nationally. And, you know, I wish we were having a, having a better year to, to be able to produce that as well going into those things. But, um, you know, Kyle's done a great job. It, it makes for a great college basketball because without great rivalries, you know, uh, that's what makes college sports so special, and it uh, should be a great game. You mentioned rebounding. Rebounding numbers have been better lately. What do you see has been making the difference for you guys in that area? Focus, you know, practice, um, understanding now. It goes back to, like, rebounding. We In zone, you rebound areas, and so just like you have to know your area here, shot goes up, you have to defend your area, and that's where sometimes, that's where youth sometimes you stand, you watch, you don't react and play. Um, there was one coach who said, when you think, your feet get slower, you know. And so now they're starting to get with the reps and they're playing in comfort. They start to do what? You start to just react rather than, oh, what am I? Oh, okay. You start doing it, and that's what you're seeing more of. Mike, when, when a team gets on a losing skip like you guys were on until, until Saturday, it's easy to become uncompetitive. Yeah. I think why why has that not been the case with, with your team? Because outside of maybe Colorado, you guys have been in seemingly – Every game up until, you know, without one exception. I think, you know, like anything, you know, you just surround yourself with great people. I got a great staff and uh, that work with these guys on a day in, day in basis. I think it also goes back to the character of your guys. You know, you guys are going to talk to Sammy and, you know, Isaiah, you know, people that are, you know, Sammy's used to winning, you know, you're competitive. The guys want to win. And so uh, that's never been the case. We've been in every game that we've played, we're going to fight till the end. Um, but that's, I think the staff has done a great job. I think the leadership in the locker room has done a great job. Upperclassmen, those types of things are what matters and um, shows a lot about the character of the kids. Last one, guys. We've always asked uh, players, you know, give us the best Mike Hopkins story. Yeah. Can you give us your best Sam Timmons story? <laughs> I tell you, the, the one I'll always remember um, is we were playing at USC. It was our first Pac-12 game, and uh, his father was here. And uh, he went through it, and it was one of those games that was like magical because we didn't, we didn't. I mean, we got this team. We, are, you know, we're playing our first Pac-12 game. They're good, and we go in there, and uh, it's just this. You know, the ball's moving. We're getting inside, and uh, Sammy gets a pass on the baseline. He just goes up and reverse dunks it, like just like a reverse, not like a normal, like a you know, boom. And I remember we were we went to a restaurant after. And everybody was like, damn, what the hell got into you? That was unbelievable. <laughs> and Sammy goes, I bet my dad I was going to do it. True or false? I told my dad I was going to do it. He asked for one. He asked for one.
And so, you know, those are the things, you know, like, listen, you, you know, there's so many games that you go on and, you know, I, I was an ex-player. I never really, you know, I never th- really thought about the games. I just thought about my experiences, you know, like at a restaurant with your guys or in the, in the locker room or, you know, doing something stupid. It was never the games. It was the experience of being with a, a band of brothers doing, trying to do something special, you know. And Sammy's been as special as anybody we've had in the program. And proud to call him our own.